Welcome to the Azure Podcast, a weekly podcast to keep you up to date on what's new on our cloud platform, Microsoft Azure. Your hosts, Cynthia Crane, Evan Basilic, Suji DeMello, Kendall Roden, Kel Teeter, and Russell Young discuss a different service or solution on each show with subject matter experts to explain how to get started, how different services work, and how to make decisions in tricky scenarios. You can find out more about our podcast at azpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Azure Podcast. Okay, and hello everybody and welcome back to the Azure Podcast. Um, Today is September 27th and we are recording episode number 440 and we'll be talking about what's new with SAP and Azure. We'll get into why it's an and, not an an on Azure in just a little bit um, with our special guest, Holger Buhel. I've got, I'm joined by Russell. Um, the rest of the crew is off doing whatever they're doing today, um, having fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, Russell, let's go ahead and get in the news. Do you want to start first? Yeah, thanks. Um, not not a great deal of news to cover today. I, I, there, were, there were a couple of things that uh, I think one of them you picked out as well, but just starting with NetApp files, um, there's been some, some general availability announcement around uh, new regions um, and some cross-region replication features as well have been switched off. So as far as the the new regions go, Korea South and Sweden Central have now got NetApp files. And for the replication side of it, um, we've got Korea Central and Korea South, North Central US, East US 2, France Central and Western Europe. And I think earlier in the week, there was also an announcement about the backup feature being put out in public preview. um, And that public preview now expanded into Southeast Asia and UK South. Um, I'll let you cover the one about unmanaged disk being retired. Yeah, th- th- this is sort of this is sort of a funny one. I, I remember when you know I've been doing Azure for a long time, and, I, and when we first started, it was unmanaged disks and all all kinds of problems with unmanaged disks, right? It, you know, it, it, there's ways that you could set it up that would sort of break yourself into jail and performance issues. And so we released managed disks, uh, which I didn't realize way back in 2017. Um, but we just announced the other day that. Um, in September of 2025, unmanaged disks are going to be retired. So you need to migrate. To be honest, in, unless there's some technical blocker, you should migrate way before that. There's lots of really good performance and technical and resiliency reasons to be on managed disks versus unmanaged disks. So I highly encourage people to do that. Um, but yeah, post post September in 2025, which is coming out faster than it sounds, um, you know, definitely want to make sure you're migrated by then, because I think at that point we'll we'll migrate you, force migrate you at that. Yeah, I thought it was um, crazy to think that managed disks have been around now since 2017. That's quite. I remember the announcement, and <laughs> it seems like only yesterday. So. Yeah, I I mean, I remember when we were building it and, you know, we had we were really trying to get out of some of the problems that unmanaged disks have. And so it's I mean, I think, God, it's probably I don't even know exactly, when, but it's probably been two or three years where it's the default in the portal and it's default through CLI and whatnot these days. So you really have to work hard to create new stuff. So this I suspect this is mostly older machines that people have just never had any issues with. Um, you know, but uh, again, I think it's well worth the move. It, it's definitely worth it from a resiliency perspective, for sure. Um, cool. Well, um, at this point, let's let's shift over to SAP on Azure. Um, I just, and, sorry, just before we yeah. do, because I'm quite excited about Microsoft Ignite, which is coming up. Um, oh, I know yeah, it's, right. What's that? Next well, couple of weeks, right? It's October, October the 12th, okay. the 14th. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a great event. Um, it's where we showcase a lot of the latest technology and innovations and stuff, and partners are there as well. Um, but but really good. And, and this year, we're following the kind of hybrid transformation for most of our I saw that. That's nice to see. 
So as well as the global digital event, there's mm-hmm. there's some in-person stuff going on in, in the UK this year. It's going to happen in Manchester. Uh, so again, really, it's a great place to hold events, um, yes. n- nice place to go. And to have that in-person element, I think it's really exciting. And I think we're doing the same thing in France, Germany, Latin America, Japan and China as well. So um, nice. Yeah, get yourself registered if you haven't already and, uh, and go along to that. It, it's nice to see. I mean, again, it's nice to see the hybrid model really taking shape because, again, everybody's got different circumstances, you know, and not to mention that just the inability to travel used to always be a problem with these conferences. Right. You couldn't couldn't get the travel budget or you couldn't you know, coordinate the travel. And now the ability to see both. But if you're in a position where you want to go and in person, it's nice to be able to have that option. Right. So it, it's it's nice to see for sure. Um, for sure. Cool. Excellent. Well, cool. Well, um, you know, Holger, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do here at Microsoft? Yeah, thank you, Evan, uh, Evan Russell. Um, first of all, thank you very much for, for having me. Um, yeah, Holger Buchelt, I'm a um, program manager here at Microsoft for SAP integration. Um, so basically, I'm in a team that is very much focusing on everything related to SAP. So whether it's then how to run an SAP system on Azure, how to integrate um, an SAP system with multiple um, Azure solutions, um, how to connect um, an SAP system to Azure. So it's it's, it's all about the the integration of um, Microsoft services um, with. And it's actually funny um, that you you talked about managed disk because I, I joined Microsoft around um, five years ago. So for me, um, managed this was just a new thing um, that was there, yeah. which was obviously really, really interesting. And I mean, I, I came from SAP. I've been you know, almost 15 years at SAP, and then I, I switched to Microsoft. And it was really, really interesting to see uh, the, the the new capabilities popping up in, in, in Azure and really using them. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, yeah, it's definitely been a journey for sure. Um, I think one of the things we were talking about this before the show, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we, we, you know, when when I we, you and I were first talking about the show, we said, hey, let's talk about SAP and Azure, or I'm sorry, on Azure. And and you corrected me and said, no, no, no. These days we need, you know, we should really be talking about and um, Azure. And so two two questions. One, wh- why is the and important? And two, it can can and I I should know this, but I don't. Can can SAP run? It does it run in other clouds as well? I mean, I know you can run it on prem, but you know, so tell me about this story. Like, why are we why are we sort of pushing the and model at this point? Yeah, perfect. So, so um, when I started, I, I started um, as a global black belt um, uh, at Microsoft, and w- whenever I talked to customers, it was always about um, how can I run my SAP system on Azure. So it was really a so the question. infrastructure piece, basically. Exactly, exactly yeah. the infrastructure piece. So um, you you have to keep in mind SAP. They have this in-memory database um, called SP HANA, and then all of a sudden we're talking about terabytes. Of memory, and this is mm-hmm. this is really really inter- uh, really really important. So it, we're not terabyte of disk size, which obviously we have, um, but but really terabyte of memory. And uh, again, five years ago, um, we had the G series, um, which had half a terabyte of memory, which was Ooh. great. It was it was certified <laughs> for SAP workload, so yeah. you could really run it. And SAP would um, create um, support um, would would support the whole thing. So uh, that was the main play. Can we run it? And um, is it secure? Is it safe? And, and and stuff like that. That was the main questions that we had. And in the meantime, this has completely changed. So so first of all, um, when when I talk to a lot of customers, um, security, so running your SAP system on Azure is actually a benefit. They they, they really mm-hmm. see well all the security investments that we have on Azure. This is not something that the your average 
customer can do on premises. So for them, it's an asset to move an SAP system to Azure now. And similarly, when we look at the virtual machines, I mean, G series are long gone. Um, I, I still remember a very nice. <laughs> I, was video say, I from, think you could provision one, but yeah, I don't know if anybody. Oh, does I don't anymore. know. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 just think of it. And this was half a terabyte. And and if we yeah. look now, there's there's this this beautiful video from Mark Rosinovich where he where he was playing Tetris in the performance monitor. Um, of a virtual um, of a machine that had like I don't know how many cores and 24 terabytes of memory, so really memory. So the question whether um, you can run SAP on Azure is is long answered. Of course yeah. you can. Yeah. Uh, we have smaller customers. We have huge customers that run their workload um, on these, these enormous virtual machines, and so so that's that's all there. And that's actually now. Um, the, the the to to answer your other question and that's obviously something where other hyperscalers are also trying to get bigger virtual machines and stuff like that i actually think i think we're still unique when it comes to the 24 terabytes virtual machines but um even then there are other than customers well why should i put my sap system on azure and that's i think where where we now really change the whole discussion to say, well, it's not only about running your SAP system on Azure, but what's what are the things that you can do on top of that? And this is for me really the, the, the most exciting thing and where we mm -hmm. really see that Azure Pass services, um, like an Azure Monitor or Microsoft Sentinel for, for, for um, SAP solutions, for example, where we really look at um, securing your SAP environment or Azure Backup for SAP. We have these native solutions on Azure that customers can just switch on. Maybe they need to configure some things and, and then they can leverage these um, capabilities also within their SAP environment. And that's only only the start of the story, I would say. But but that's really one of the reasons why we, we, we have started to, to switch our narrative from SAP on Azure to actually SAP and Azure or SAP and Microsoft, because there's so many things that you can do once you run your SAP system on Azure, actually, this is so, this 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 sort of reminds me of you know so it it almost sounds like the model we used to see where you know I mean there's you know Microsoft's a big huge company and you know we've got lots of different pieces but and and there's part of it is the infrastructure right we we obviously want to sell the infrastructure and and get those meters running but but you know there's Power BI there's Azure ML there's Data Factory like there's all these like yes. we're we're sort of part of our business is is these other pieces and we want those to work with everything right and and it sounds like so we're sort of bringing sap into the fold of the of the broader ecosystem instead of this separate thing is that the right way to think about it absolutely and absolutely and one thing that i think explains this in a, in a really amazing way is um, a product that we just announced in in public preview called azure center for sap solution so if you go to your azure portal now um, in the past what you could do is you could search for a virtual machine um, or mm -hmm. for networking or storage or, or whatever. Um, and then with the virtual machine, you could start and stop it, for example. I mean, or you had a CLI to let's create yeah. a virtual machine, which is good. I mean, that, that's that's the, the foundation, basically. But now with Azure Center for SAP Solution, we're basically making SA, Azure SAP aware. So all of a sudden, Azure knows that this is an SAP system, which oh, has some, okay. some really, really cool things. So first of all, I can now tell Azure deploy an SAP and it will deploy the right required virtual machines. It will deploy the managed disk. It will deploy the DPG, networking. All that stuff. Exactly. And in a way that is officially supported by Microsoft. So following our reference architectures for SAP, 
um, following the required IOPS and throughput um, yeah. parameters. And then you have an SAP system up and running. And then the, the other thing, which which might sound not not too exciting, but actually, if you think of it, you can also say, um, start my SAP system or stop my SAP system, which is really important <laughs> because in an SAP system, you have a database, you have application service and stuff like that. And obviously, you need oh, to it's first start the database yeah. before yeah. you start the application service. And yeah. it's these simple things that now Azure knows your SAP system. With this, it also knows SAP metadata. So um, all of a sudden, you, you can query, you can run a custom query and ask, look, um, what um, application service do I have? Or um, what, uh, I mean, if we go down to, to really the architecture of an SAP system, what are central instances that, that I have installed in my SAP system? And, and Azure knows all of this now. So this is this is something where I think we're, we're just getting started, but already now it's it's really, really excited to see um, what, what customers and what also other teams are doing with this. My, my team have been talking for a while now about things like um, well, what, they, what we call cross-solution um, plays. So it's taking something like Azure Synapse Analytics and being able to look at the data that's stored within SAP or maybe take some of the data that's in SAP and use it for use it with the cognitive services APIs and SDKs to try and do some some simple AI or or to get some more insight and do some stuff with it. Is that now surfaced or, or will it be surfaced in a way that you can query an SAP type connector rather than just connect to a database? How does that how does that level of integration so work? We're not there yet, but but um, I mean, without uh, yeah, you heard the yet there, Russell. <laughs> yeah, so, so no, but but Russell, I mean, um, without going too much into that, that's um, one of the potential visions that we have in mind that that we might develop in in this direction because, um, as you said, now we Azure knows these are the connection details. So when we are looking at an Azure Data Factory or when we're looking at a Logic App or something like that, and we need to connect from these tools to an SAP system. Now we have the information available. And actually, if we look at something like Azure Monitor or, or um, Azure Backup, that's already where we are going, that Azure Backup knows now, oh, there's an SAP system. So if I want to backup your SAP system, then I can query Azure or the resource provider to get me the relevant information. And then Azure Backup knows, OK, this is a HANA database. For this, obviously, I need to do the HANA backup. This is the application server. So be, um, be, be, before maybe updating this one, maybe I'll shut it down and do an offline backup. Or so, so Azure Backup now can query the resource provider to really get all the relevant information to do what it's supposed to do. And, and similar, obviously, with Azure Monitoring, with Microsoft Sentinel. So, so that's already the first step where we empower these different Azure services to know SAP, to query, get the relevant information, so that you as the end user, the administrator, don't need to type in all the information. Well, well, it's all on Azure, so Azure should know. And now Azure knows. Now Azure can actually provide you with this information. So I think we're, we're I, again, we're just getting started. Right now, you can start and stop. But the I, I guess I'm thinking more around. Um, so away from the system admin side of it, which yeah, I can see that I can see it helps with the, the administration and the complexity and removing that a little bit. But I'm thinking more from the user's perspective, where SAP. You know, obviously, it's it's a lot of line of business and and stuff that runs your business, stuff that runs and looks after everything. That the data and the processes in there. If you could put Power Platform around that and build your own Power Apps that can automate it, get insight from it, and then hook into other systems that you've got, um, you know, whether they're on premise or or in the cloud, and that becomes really powerful. Then it, it so that that kind of level of business connectivity is, is that is that also on the on the roadmap? Or am I getting too ahead of myself? 
um, no, um, let, let's let's see what comes in the next few months and, and years, I would say. But, but yeah, I mean, for, for me, this is really now that we that Azure has access to this information, the opportunities are endless. So, so it's really, really that's exactly where we have already some some visions. Obviously, we, we need to. There's a lot of development still required, um, but but that's certainly something where we see a huge value add. If, as you said, um, the, the Power Platform, Power Apps would now, um, I mean, we have so many customers that want to integrate Power Apps with, with SAP. And now for them, um, well, potentially Power Apps would know, okay, look, you have these five SAP systems. Maybe three of them are your productive system. There's a development system for HR. Do you want to connect to this system? So the, the whole user experience can completely change because at the moment, and, and I'm getting a little ahead of this because I also wanted to talk about Power Platform specifically, but right now it's always um, there's the Microsoft user and there's the SAP user, and they not always talk to each other. So there's always this this disconnect with something like ACSS, so Azure Center for SAP Solution, ACSS. Um, we can make this connection much, much easier. So I, I, I think there's, again, we were just getting started with this one, but I see we already now have so many ideas what we can do there next. So um there'll be some really cool integrations coming up, for the think. for those of you that are listening and aren't looking he looks super excited as he's talking about this hoger you just see the smile on hoger's face like, as all these ideas are going through his head so i'm, I'm sure um it, it it almost sounds like and, and i and i don't want to sort of um uh you know sort of reduce the scope of this but i mean it almost sounds like you're you're headed down a path where i can treat sap as as a paz type thing Right. Obviously, there's a whole lot more complexity, but that's the whole point of PaaS is I don't have to, you know, manage and deal with some of the complexity. I can say things like turn on my SAP system. Is that again? It's not a one to one, but is that conceptually sort of where you guys are trying to go with this and make it so it is that easy to manage and and connect to and and use? I would think we're doing the first step. I mean, okay. managing an SAP system is much, much more than just starting and stopping the SAP Absolutely. system. Absolutely, yeah. There are system um, service providers that we're working with, so global GSIs, and, and even SAP, who are really offering a managed SAP service, where yeah. um, um, they, they not only make sure that it runs, but they also update and control it and, and whatever. But I would say um, we, we're doing the first step. And actually, we're working with a lot of um, GSIs and, 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 and smaller partners um, that are using now ACSS, to support them in their yeah. journey of managing an SAP system. Because all of a sudden now it's much, much easier for them to deploy. We, we have partners that threw away their, their installation scripts and they are now betting on ACSS. They are enhancing the deployment story with their specific things, but they can basically um, get rid of 80% of the of the mundane, boring yeah. code that just yeah. takes care of how do I deploy the system? How do I make sure that it's... Um, um, set up according to, to the recommendations from SAP and Microsoft. We're taking all of this away and they can really focus in on what's really crucial. And that's how do I manage the SAP system? How do I what's run my it? Value how do add? I... Really exactly. at that point. Yeah. Instead of the sort of the create the machine, turn on the machine, like move yeah. to the stuff that's actually high value. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I really love all this stuff that takes something that is essentially a black box to me at the moment. You know, it's a really complex environment, SAP. I don't really want to go near it or touch it. If you can break those barriers down, just expose the bits that I can need to talk to it without me, you know, worrying about breaking it. That, that's that's all for the better. But one of the things that we see with the PaaS services and, and when, you know, someone like uh, SQL came to Azure, 
we got better with the things like RBAC and identity and how yeah. we integrate with Azure AD. And, and you mentioned users in SAP, not necessarily talking to users on, on Azure. Is that is that something that's coming as well soon? Is it integrated managed identity or something like that? Um, well, SAP still has their own um, user management engine or identity, but actually um, we are working, and that, that is also one of the work that we're working with the Azure Active Directory team very closely with, to integrate Azure Active Directory with SAP's identity management. So um, we already have a lot of scenarios where, where customers um, start in Teams, for example, or, or they start with an SAP user interface, but then using the same identities on Azure Active Directory, they can now easily connect these two systems um, with each other so that, I don't know, we're starting in Teams and you want to access your SAP system. Since both these systems are connected to Azure Active Directory, now you can have an easy single sign-on. Or if you're starting from an SAP user interface, very often we have these SAP Fiori user interface, so, so a web-based, browser-based um, application. Um, and now you can also use this to log on with Azure Active Directory. And obviously, once you're authenticated also with Azure Active Directory, you can easily call the Microsoft Graph to retrieve some, some document information. or something. So, so that's where, where the world is really, really coming um, closer together. Sounds like you've got a really big backlog. <laughs> oh, we do, we do, we do. And, and, and actually, I mean, this is still very much infrastructure um, focused, I would say, um, how to operate, how to run an SAP system. And, and the, the thing that, that we're now doing is also we're going one level up, basically. So you, you mentioned Azure Data Factory, for example, um, where, where um, we, we have dedicated connectors that allow you to connect to an SAP system, to retrieve information um, from the from the SAP system. We, we just released a new um, connector called the Azure or the SAP CDC Change Data Capture Connector that allows you to connect easily to an SAP system and really not only do a bulk um, 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 upload or, or, or transfer of the data, but where you can really look what are the deltas, um, what are the, the sales orders that have been created the last time I queried um, the SAP system or something like that. So, so you can really easily get this data then out of the SAP system. And we have a lot, a lot of cool customers that are now using then with um, Azure Synapse um, that, that are using um, Azure ML services on top of the data that enrich this with data that is coming from a Cosmos DB or from uh, IoT data uh, um, platforms that then build a nice Power BI dashboard on top of this to really visualize the data. So even there, we, we really help customers with the end-to-end -end story, not only extracting the data, but, but really getting the data, massaging the data, working with the data, and then visualizing the data. And now actually um, with the Power Platform, we are also allowing them to what we call insight to actions that they see, oh, something is wrong with the data um, or there's some something really strange. And now they want to update the information in the SAP system. That's also now possible with an integration of the Power Platform, for example. So we really have this full end-to-end -end story now covered to really help customers that run SAP. That's nice. Uh, is, you know, we the SQL um, on a VM has a similar scenario where you can deploy it. There's a SQL RP, a SQL resource provider that helps manage it. Um, but one of the things we had to do was allow you to add this after a deployment has already happened. With the SAP, um, uh, I want to get the name right, the SAP um, Connection Center. For SAP Center. Solution. So, yeah. That one. <laughs> can, can can I take this this resource provider and apply it to an existing SAP deployment? Does it fix the things that I broke? Like like if I'm I, I, I'd love to be able to use that if I've already got a deployment, I assume. 
So um, first of all, yes, you, we call it register. So so if you have okay. an existing SAP system, you can register it with MACSS, which obviously is really, really important because we have so many, luckily we have so many customers in the meantime that run SAP on Azure. Yeah. Um, and obviously we also want to help them. So um, if, you, if you're saying, well, I have already installed my SAP system, or maybe I'm saying, well, look, my installation scripts are so great I don't need what ACSS is offering me. Then, then great. Then, then continue to use your own scripts. But you can still register this this existing SAP system with ACSS. And what we can do now is we have, for example, um, one thing that we're working on. Um, uh, um, my my colleague Philip Leitenbauer is there. They're really much um, involved. They 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 developed a quality check tool, which is really cool because this this tool mm. now yeah. can use the information from ACSS and check. How is the system set up? Um, so are the, um, the disks almost exactly just to yeah. validate and, and see is everything still there? So um, maybe you did make some mistake, or, or maybe we came up with a new recommendation and saying, well, in the in the past um, P10 disks were great, but now actually um, P15 is much much better, be, or or um, premium V2 disks is are better. Then we can also provide this recommendation. Um, to the user and then really use it to, uh, to 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 connect these systems together. So I think this validation is something that is really really cool. You you know what you're doing here, Holger. You're making my because I live on the on the broken side of the world. You're making my life harder because you're removing the easy things like your disk <laughs> is missized, your VM is missized, and now it's going to be the really hard stuff. Uh, thanks, I I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, just uh, one last question from from my side. Um, the, the way the world's going, you know, we, we don't want to necessarily be polling, extracting data, then doing some insights and then acting on it. We want we want to know when stuff happens instantly and, and trigger a workflow based off that. So how, how can we how can we plug into triggers on SAP? Is that something that's doable as well? So you think if you think about event driven application programming, you know, somebody does something, creates a new record on SAP. OK, I want to then provision something in SharePoint or I want to go off and do something elsewhere. So I think we can we can definitely look at these events and 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 um, take actions out of this. So um, we know when an SAP system is uh, is created. We know when we run this validation, the quality check, we can um, take actions out of this and 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 perform something. So um, since ACSS is really part of um, um, the, the resource provider of Azure, um, we we really embed with all the different um, functionalities that we, that we have there. So, so this is really when it comes from from an um, from an Azure infrastructure infrastructure perspective. Right. When we go again higher up the chain and we're looking at events from an SAP system, for example, that's also where we have a really cool integration now between Azure Event Grid, so our eventing service, and SAP's event mesh um, solution. So, if you create a purchase order, if you create um, uh, if there's an invoice created, or if a, if an employee moves within the organization or something like that. And that's where we can now also capture these events and pass these events over to Event Grid, Azure Event Grid. And then obviously we're in the Microsoft world. So, so then you can trigger off a Logic app. You can trigger off um, a Power app or, or whatever. So, so that's where we can really also um, um, have this event-driven integrations between the SAP world and the Microsoft world. Yeah, that's great. I can see that, you know, joiners and leavers for companies, part of the process, if you're, if you're provisioning users within SAP, as part of that process, and then they come and leave the company. You, you delete them out your Active Directory, but they're still in SAP. All that kind of tidy up. That, that, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's we, we, there was that was just <laughs> in our security training for this month, Russell. 
Uh, I don't know if you've taken it yet, but I just, at least in, in my organization, we just had to take it. And it talks about, you know, when people leave, you make sure you got to take their permissions, um, <laughs> you know, away. So, um, yeah, I mean, Holger, this is great. Appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, I, I think I do want to call out for our audience that, you know, uh, you, you're actually you, not you, are, you. I think you mentioned before the show, you are a listener, but you're also a, a fellow podcaster as well. You, you have one that's focused on SAP, correct? Correct, correct. So myself and, and two colleagues, Goran Kondrit and Robert Boban, um, we are also running our own video podcast um, for S. It's still called SAP on Azure, but actually <laughs> more and more we, we, we're also transitioning to SAP and Azure. But uh, that's where we also always try to have weekly updates on everything related to SAP and Microsoft. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll put the link to, to your show out um, because, you know, again, I think this is, you know, this is a great um uh, resource for anybody that's doing this, right? I mean, you guys are the experts on it and you know what this really takes to, to be successful. So um, any last thoughts you want to leave the audience with? Um, I think we talked about a lot of great things today. Oh, absolutely. The, the only thing that I would um, uh, um, re-emphasize what Russell started in the beginning, make sure to watch Microsoft Ignite. There might be some some cool things coming up there. <laughs> no, there's no foreshadowing there or anything. <laughs> Some SAP-related okay. uh, some things. Great. That's, yeah, that's maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well, Holger, thanks for coming on, Russell. Always good to see you. Uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Bye now. Thank you very much for having me. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. If you have any thoughts, questions, or just want to connect, find us on Twitter at Azure Podcast. Background music has been taken from ccmixer.org under the Creative Commons license. We hope you'll tune in again soon to keep learning with us.